Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E, Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Hey, it's your girl Shayna J with SJ Entertainment here to fulfill all of your entertainment needs. And I'm with my girl Ina Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, 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 it's Ina Esco right here on WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis. I am in the studio live today with some special guests. We are here with Verbally Effective Podcast, the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. That's right. And I have some beautiful young ladies with me in the building who are heading up the Green Fork Project. This project is all about eliminating food waste, sustainability, things that you all should be thinking about. I am talking about Allie Manning and Leanne Edwards. How are you ladies? Hi, good to see you. Good to see you too. (laughs) It's so good to see you all. We probably met a a couple of months or so back talking about this wonderful project that you all are heading up. Before we get into Green Fork Project, I would love for both of you ladies, starting with Leanne, to introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about you and your relationship with Memphis, since this is a Memphis podcast. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm Leanne Edwards. I'm the program manager for Project Green Fork, which is a program of Clean Memphis. Uh, I've been with Project Green Fork for about a year now, and I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we have here in the community. I've been living in Memphis with my family for almost 10 years, okay. so I wasn't born here, but I, I hold it in my heart. It is home now, okay. and I, I'm just super thankful to call myself a Memphian. Where are you originally from? Originally from Alabama, and okay. came here via Charlotte, North Carolina. Gotcha, gotcha. It was so good to see you again, Leanne. Allie? Yes, I'm Allie Manning, food scientist and program consultant for Project Green Fork right here in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm not a Memphis native either, but what? I, I love Memphis. I do. <laughs> okay, so you know we have to spill the beans where you're originally from. I am also from Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. I've been in Memphis 13 years now. Wow, and I know y'all love Memphis, don't you? Yeah. Yes, of course. I live yes. just a stone's throw away from this building that we're in and call it home. And guess what, ladies? I'm a transplant to Memphis <laughs> as well. But I've been here since 1995. Oh, wow. So, you know, when I tell people that they're like, you from Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that counts. For okay, sure. cool. So let's get into the Green Fork Project. I know since I last spoken with you ladies, so many things have you know, just come to fruition with this project. So let's start with Leanne. Tell me about how Green Fork Project came all about and what it is. So Project Green Fork was started back in 2008, actually, as a a way for restaurants to focus on sustainability and have support in doing that. Um, It came on board with Clean Memphis, who was already working in the community, um, community beautification and community engagement. And that happened around 2015. And since then, uh, we continue to work with restaurants and have great uh, relationships with our restaurant partners in town. We've also started diving into work around food loss and waste in the community. Uh, And this restaurant challenge that we're gonna talk about today is a way to sort of bridge both of those things, to support restaurants in 
in their efforts to reduce food waste and use that as a way to educate the community and on why it's important to support restaurants that are doing those things and also why it's important to do those things in our own homes. Okay, so you all have already kicked off the project. Allie, tell me about when you all first approached the restaurants about this project. What were the reactions, good and bad? You know what? We've had a mixed bag of reactions when it comes to the challenge. You know, we've had folks who are gung-ho and excited. Those who are already inclined to do this work are already going to be interested. Um, The ones that we have struggled with, (laughs) they they don't quite see the value right now, but we have such great media buy-in and and partnerships with Memphis Tourism and RDC that are going to allow this to grow beyond what we could even imagine. So Mm -hmm. I'm confident that um, the eight participating restaurants will continue to pilot this and, and, and help the community understand the impact of this work. Gotcha. So if you approached me about, if I was a a restaurant owner, right, and you approached me about being involved with the Green 4 Project, what would you say to me? So I would say, hi, I'm Allie Manning with Project Green Fork. We are a restaurant sustainability program. We are kicking off the 901 Save the Food Challenge. Now, that may not be the technical name yet. We're working on the branding for it all. (laughs) (laughs) But we're interested in saving food, and would you like to be a part? Here's how to get started. And so Leanne has been great about helping us with the copy and the verbiage for this project. And so Mm -hmm. the way that we approach it is more of a heartfelt. How can we begin to make improvements in our own communities in our own homes and and see the big picture of why we're doing this work in the first place gotcha so look i'm trying to get my chair together (laughs) before i fall over leanne tell me about um what has the process been so far with the project Sure. How has so it been going? It, I, I think it's been going great. We have, you know, Allie's great at forming those relationships and, and getting people interested. And then, you know, it's been a really hard several years for restaurants in general. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a different priority, things that, that they need to happen to make their restaurant run from day to day. And so when we're coming at it, at this project, it's, um, is this about an environmental uh, segue are are there economic benefits to reducing food waste which there absolutely are um, and are there social benefits we have um, lots of ways we can talk about it and even if you maybe consider that your restaurant doesn't produce much food waste or lose much food the reality is it happens for whatever reason every piece of food has a story no one wants it to be going into the trash can but it does happen for one reason or another so the way that we've kicked it off is through these waste assessments that I think have been really eye-opening mm-hmm. for our, our contributing restaurants, where we ask them just to hold on to a full day. What did a whole day look like in your mm-hmm. in your restaurant space, front and back of house? And then we take that off-site and we literally go through mm-hmm. the trash. And we see what's in there and how <laughs> we can be supportive and, um, and, and show them ways that they can change what their waste streams look like and Mm -hmm. we find that most restaurants have a pretty high opportunity for diversion out of the landfill so whether that is um, repurposing foods in a way creatively to to, um, have new specials uh, while they're still delicious and wholesome um, or whether that is composting or whether it's even recyclables um, inorganic non-food recyclables there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity that restaurants have, and so once we go back, we t- we make a form for them, show them um, what it was made up of, and we have photographs of of all the whole process and uh, 
people have been really eye-opened mm-hmm. and and then we can take that information and suggest ways to reduce food waste through the course of this challenge wow you are literally going through a day's worth mm-hmm. of the restaurant's trash oh mm-hmm. we sure are <laughs> <laughs> so Allie, talk to me about what that looks like well you know what it's a lot better than it sounds it is really it? is a lot better than yeah. it sounds <laughs> okay so we have a really great system right now we have buckets that are labeled with inedible edible compostable recyclable and landfill and mm-hmm. so we lay out the trash on the table of course it's all covered we've got our hazmat suits on and mask on mm. We've, we've mm. <laughs> dirty work dirty i can't work. believe i'm talking about this right now <laughs> And we sort through based on what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's given us a really great snapshot of where there is room for improvement and how we can provide some strategies for that. And Mm -hmm. so we've got great relationships with our recycling partners, um, the composting partners. And so we know exactly where to go to solve some of these problems. And we want people to understand that, that these problems are not ones that we can't solve. Gotcha. Now, after your waste assessments, tell me what has been like the number one need for improvement so far. Everyone's a little bit different uh, because their restaurants are all a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. so that's where we really think that we can be of value is because it's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, The general stat is that somewhere around 70% of restaurant food waste comes from plate waste. Mm. Um, but we haven't actually found that in a lot of our assessments. We found that a lot of the restaurants we're working with are already right-sizing their servings, um, and people are either eating it all or taking it home. But it, it really is about what's specific to that restaurant. And, and, you know, because of how busy they are, because there's a lot of turnover, there's a lot of just education that goes into it, it's a really great place for us to step in. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees mm-hmm. if you're in it so deeply. And, and we have the opportunity to look at very minute details mm-hmm. and, and take back tangible work that can be done. For sure. Are the restaurant owners always inclined to incorporate those changes after your assessment? I mean, in a, for the most part, that mm-hmm. saves them money, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big part, too, is that these need to be viable restaurants they they need to be able to keep their doors open and so if what we're showing them Mm -hmm. specifically in reducing food waste at its source which is the highest uh, goal for us is to reduce it from before it even happens Mm -hmm. we're showing them ways not to spend extra money in their facilities yeah and it's bringing it to the forefront of everyone's mind again you know i think post-pandemic you were still struggling through those woes but we're coming in with some facts some information so that they can re-engage amongst themselves as well. Gotcha. Wow. So I know you guys started this project originally right here in Crosstown. How did you choose Crosstown to get the project started off? So so we're working in Crosstown. We're also in Evergreen and Valentine Evergreen. And we really wanted to keep it a, a tight geographical loop for a couple reasons. For one thing, here in Memphis, we love to support our neighborhoods. And we want to have um, this challenge work in a way that we can get the communities surrounding the restaurants involved and visiting often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's good for that for a geographical sense. For us as a team, it also allows us to provide more one-on-one technical assistance. If everyone's sort of grouped together, it's very easy for us to get from restaurant to restaurant as we can be helpful. 
And it also creates a sense of community within the restaurants who are participating in the area. Um, I mean, just in our own professional lives, it's really easy to get in silos. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to keep your restaurant running, you probably know who's down the street from you, but maybe you don't, maybe you don't gain information from each other or share information or best practices in the way that's the way that you could. So keeping it in this neighborhood approach allows for there to be champions who are already Project Green Fork certified and have been doing the work for a really long time and some newcomers and they can work together to share what they know. Gotcha. Yeah, and you know, Crosstown, uh, we met with a Tom Cowens and and he has Crosstown has a commitment to sustainability anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of built into the structure here, and I we because we live in the neighborhood, it also made it a nice space for us to pilot the project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, tell me about some of the um, actual restaurants you've been working with in this pilot. Yeah, yeah we're 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 adding them on mm-hmm. as they'll as they'll um, <laughs> okay. come on board. We're really excited. So. Uh, we first have our Project Green Fork certified restaurants that I mentioned. We have three that are certified, and that would be Echo and Tonica, which are over in Evergreen, uh, and Cafe Eclectic, which is in Valentine Evergreen. And so we're using our Project Green Fork certified restaurants and restaurant tours as a, a champions, if you will, because this is work that's familiar to them, although we are still trying to help in the same ways. Um, and then we have included over here Global Cafe, we have Mad Grocer and Deli, which mm-hmm. is is brand new, and uh, we're so excited that, to have them in the space and yep. in the challenge with us. Um, Lucy J's. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Crosstown Arts Bar upstairs. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. we have a couple of friends of the challenge, so Sweet Magnolia and Crosstown Brewery, where we're kicking off 901 Save the Food Day Challenge. We sure are. <laughs> From 3 to 5 down at Crosstown Brewery. The first beer is on us. Okay, on, on, and on when, Friday, is, when is this? Friday. 901 day. 901 day. Oh, that's going to be cute. Yeah, <laughs> we know there's a lot going on in the community, but we wanted to use this as an opportunity for the restaurants to get together mm-hmm. one time if they can um, to, to kick it off and um, and then us just to be able to be out in the community and, and sharing what's going on. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first round with the pilot, and is it still in process? Oh yeah, the restaurants will be practicing these strategies, strategies and techniques that we're working on through the month of September. Through the month of September, mm-hmm. okay. And what's the next phase? The next phase is downtown Memphis. We're hey. focusing in on the north end, <laughs> uh, south end of downtown and doing some prospecting mm-hmm. now. So if there's some restaurants that are interested, go ahead and email us. Go ahead and call us now. But we've been doing some digging and, and touching base with all of those on the south end of downtown and, and many of our PGF restaurants as well to see if there's interest and um, begin to move the needle forward in that location. What does a potential prospect look like? Is it Could it be any restaurant or does it have to fit a certain mold? We would we welcome any restaurant. Yeah, right. Okay, we welcome any restaurant. Uh, Generally, I'm looking for restaurants that are likely inclined to recycle or use a compostable, biodegradable to-go where, (laughs) you know, that's not always easy to see. But when I go in and observe or I've already built these relationships in the past, you go in, you ask some questions, and then, you know, go from there. It's, It's kind of like... You throw your hat in the bag and see what happens and hope for the best. But our goal is to to capture at least four to six, four to eight restaurants in whatever geographic location we're in. Mm-hmm. So if we've got four to eight, that's totally fine. Yeah, and yeah. and we do we are really trying to get our Project Green Fork certified restaurants on board 
in the midst of those numbers um, to act as our champions. And to Allie's point, uh, a Project Green Fork certified restaurant does a multitude of steps already. They, they are trying to reduce food waste. They are working on energy and water efficiencies, um, compostables and recyclables for all of their um, takeouts and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, so they're doing more than, than um, what this challenge is focused on, which is just around food loss and waste. Um, but we hope that these new restaurants that are, are joining the challenge and coming on board with us that we can walk them through that process and hopefully see them become a Project Green Fork certified restaurant down the road. Gotcha. So everything is progress- progressing well for, for the Project Green Fork. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, we've got two really great events, you know, that happened this year. And so we're constantly gr- growing every year mm-hmm. and gaining in our visibility and our impact. So that's um, this is just another way for us to do that. Okay. So is the plan to hit up every... Um, I guess uh, community in Memphis is that the ultimate goal we think this is going to be a multi-year project for us so we want to work through um, Memphis Uh, we we're we have all these plans of a map that we can follow and highlight the neighborhoods as we make our way in and out we know somewhere downtown has over 100 restaurants so we'll have to hit that more than one time Memphis has a lot of restaurants it sure does but we've got so many so many areas that we would love to highlight we would love to bring some new restaurants on board and and yeah so we'll be working our way through as as many neighborhoods will take us and as long as as they'll let us keep running this challenge so is it just you two ladies that are actually doing a waste assessment oh no it's building my head (laughs) i'm envisioning you two going through the trash we We, need it but we have a great team uh clean memphis we have about 12 people on staff in and everyone is very collaborative mm-hmm. and so and finds it fascinating you know it really mm-hmm. is it, mm-hmm. it, it you might think that having this you know bag open of yesterday's waste smells or feels a certain way but it's just so fascinating to see the potential yeah. and if you look at it in that way and not just like oh this is the, a task that mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to be doing today um, I, really the whole team gets on board with mm-hmm. it because yeah. you think about how you can do it in your own home mm-hmm. in your own personal life like you said you don't realize the impact until you actually go through the trash yeah <laughs> for real and, and it's funny you mentioned trash because trash has been such a buzzword for me with the podcast lately I just had Carol Coletta here the uh, CEO of Memphis River Parks Partnership and she talked about trash mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> she's mm-hmm. obsessed with trash mm-hmm. and just you know eliminating out of the community right and yeah. our parks yeah right we're um clean Memphis actually is working on a launch right now of um, refillable water stations mm-hmm. in partnership with um, some other community organizations and, and, and with that focus you know we we, yeah. we want the same thing this sounds like a documentary <laughs> That needs to go on Netflix. What you think, Allie? Does Allie know somebody? <laughs> I you see might. <laughs> There's no telling what's possible. You know, with our support, the, with the support of NRDC, National Resources Defense Council, there's no mm-hmm. limit to how far the story can go. And because we've got strong brand, branding around it mm-hmm. coming out when we launch, I don't. I can see this going as far as we want it to go. Um, but we just want more buy-in from our local restaurants for sure. Okay, so if the local, okay, this is my my question for you ladies. Why does this matter ultimately? Um, If you were to, you know, doing your prospecting and it was a really hard sale, you know, what would you tell these people? Why does, you know, 
uh, eliminating waste and sustainability matter in their restaurants? Um, well, if you if you look at the statistics on a on a national level, we waste up to forty percent of the food in the United States every year. Mm. That's just an enormous number to wrap your brain around. It you is forty, forty up to forty percent of food in the United States is wasted every year. Um, when we have lots of information on how to eliminate that to a certain extent, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and it happens at every level. It happens, um, you know, when when things don't make it from the farm to the store, or from the store to your home, or you forget your leftovers, mm -hmm. or you know, the things that we see that happen in the restaurants um, that that we're working through right now. Um, so it's coming from all different directions. In fact, our own homes are the biggest contributor to food that goes into the landfill. Mm -hmm. We waste about forty percent of the pie of, of food that's going into the landfill, Rest, restaurants are second to that. They, they're about a 20% piece of that pie. Um, and so it's, when you know that that's happening, then it's hard not to try to figure out a way to reduce it in some way. Um, and, and secondly, there, in Shelby County, we have a, a problem with food insecurity. Mm -hmm. We have above the national average. The national average is about one in nine people being food insecure. In Shelby County, it's about one in five. And so when we have the opportunity to find wholesome and delicious food that could go to feed one of our neighbors, then that's another, that's another way that we can eliminate um, the downstream effect of food waste, but also help the people who are in our own community. And I think everybody can get in bo on board with that. Yes, because that's what I'm thinking about as you mentioned those stats. is so many homeless people out here, people that need food, and we're just wasting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's really, it's hard to, to think of those two things working together, you know, 40% mm -hmm. being wasted, but you have, you have yeah. uh, neighbors who need it. Wow. Well, Leanne and Allie, I have ultimately enjoyed you guys today for educating everyone here on the Verbally Effective Podcast about Green Fork Project. I want you ladies to give the details on the 901 event that is coming up again, how people can participate in any upcoming projects that you all have. All right. So we are kicking off our 901 Save the Food Challenge on 901 Day. Um, we'll be down at Crosstown Brewing, and they're going to have, you know, their own things going on. They're going to have some fun stuff happening, but we'll be doing food waste trivia. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you think you've got some <laughs> some stats on food waste that you want to bring out, there will be prizes for the winner of that. Um, and uh, we'll just enjoy some, some, some good beer and some good times. Mm -hmm. um, and then what we would say for the month of September is if you find yourself hungry, yeah. then support these restaurants that are that are involved in this restaurant challenge um, and then October's when we'll be down on South Main Street and so the details of those restaurants will be coming and just continue to support they they need your support we need your support and it's it's for a good cause it yes. is it is and if I can add yes. reharvest Memphis I've got to plug reharvest yes, Memphis while we're you, on Allie. the air November 16th is when the event happens at Bill Street Landing. And Reharvest Memphis is a really special event. It's a fundraiser, a fall fundraiser, in which five chefs, we have five chefs nailed down, uh, will be gleaning food from the Mid-South Food Bank. Miss Cordelia's is also Project Green Fork certified and they're a partner of ours. So they'll glean food that may not be so pretty, 
to make the dishes for the event. And so it's a zero waste event, meaning that less than 10% is going into the landfill. And we want to begin to continue to socialize this work that we're doing and bring it to their, bring it to guest attention that you can have a zero waste event Mm -hmm. and you can use not so pretty food to make really delicious bites. So join us, Reharvest Memphis. What's a not so pretty food? (laughs) Give me an example. Well, maybe you have a an apple that's got a few bruises on it. Oh and, yeah. And so you think about turning it into apple pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or you have those vegetables that certainly never wilt in my refrigerator. <laughs> never. But when they maybe do, you know, make them into soup. And so mm, it gotcha. might not be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen um, to just bite into a raw Mm-hmm. vegetable that's been sitting there a little bit longer than you would have thought um, but you can make it into something super delicious yeah and yeah that's, that's you know what my grandmother would say we eating everything around yes. here yes ma'am <laughs> we gonna make something out of nothing <laughs> yeah um, and I also thought of this uh, for the 901 event at the brewery they should make you guys a customized green fork beer that would sound cute. We did plug them about that but we okay. didn't have enough time last year we actually um, had Reharvest at Grind City Brewery, in which they did make mm. a custom beer out of some leftover apples from Ripley Farms. So they donated apples, I believe, was it apples? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And maybe pumpkins to make the beer for that night. So yes, we do work with breweries to make that type of stuff happen. Gotcha. And I, and I do think that um, Crosstown Brewing is working on sourcing some of those ugly fruits that have hit the ground but are still mm-hmm. perfectly wholesome and delicious that they can turn into some some good beer that's just a, a i think a little birdie right, told me yeah. that that's right mm-hmm. wow is there a website everyone can go to to keep up with, with, with what you guys are doing we are um cleanmemphis.org or projectgreenfork.org um, and we are working on a landing site for the challenge itself Okay. So in the next few days, there'll be uh, a place where people can go if they want to suggest restaurants um, or uh, find restaurants that they can attend, can go enjoy dinner at or lunch. Yeah, learn more yeah. about the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how to get engaged. Yeah, That is awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me today on Verbally thank Effective. You. I hope more restaurants become more engaged and participate in the challenge with the Green Fork Project. Any final words from you all? I'm just really grateful at the amount of support and engagement we've gotten from the restaurants in this area. And and we want this to be a tangible and meaningful thing that we all share together. Absolutely. And you know, Memphis's food waste goal is to reduce food waste by 50% by 2030. So we need your help. Let's go. We need you. (laughs) We need you. 50% by 2020. 2030. 2030. 2030. I think we could do that. It's already close enough. Don't shorten the timeline for us. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Leanne Edwards and Allie Manning with the Green Fork Project. Please tap into this amazing project about sustainability and eliminating food waste. If you are a restaurateur, make sure you participate in the upcoming challenges. Thank you so much for listening to the Verbally Effective Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, download today on all streaming platforms.